The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. From today, applications have opened up for new Garda recruits. Anyone up to the age of 50 years old who may be interested in becoming one of our frontline workers can apply for the position. The three-stage application process will determine those suitable for the job. Now, joining me to talk about this in more detail is the president of the Garda Representative Association, Brendan O'Connor. Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, what do you expect from this? Do you expect a good uptake? Well, we're hoping for a good uptake. Of course, that we all know that Garda numbers are not where they ought to be. They're very far behind. We've uh, just under 14,000 members at the minute. The target was 15,000 by 2021. So uh, the members I represent are hard-pressed on the front line and really want it to be a success. Uh, we want to be positive. We want to tell a good story. But unfortunately, the experience of a lot of our members is negative and we have to represent them and tell their story. And, and, and the numbers of people that are leaving the job, either through retirement as soon as they can get out or earlier than they, they, they are obliged to leave, and also resignations are indicating that Maybe it's not a work environment that's overly appealing and with full employment and a lot of opportunities, um, we just we have to wait and see. But target recruitments mm. in the last few years have not met where, where they should be. But now, hopefully we will see a pool of people come forward and put themselves forward. Have you examined the application and what candidates must achieve to be considered? Uh, no, I think there's no real change. As you say, we um, people have to have two languages, one of which must be English. They must meet uh, uh, they must meet a basic educational requirement, and also they have to have a level of fitness to pass the Garda test. So, um, just uh, people of reasonable health with a good attitude and, and uh, a reasonable accomplishment of education can put themselves forward. And of course, the age limit has been raised, so uh, it's, it, there's a wider pool of people now that can be drawn upon. Yeah. Now, if you're um, say 18 and you apply for the the Garda Shikona, you'll go in and you'll be paid as a trainee, and eventually uh, you'll start off at the the bottom of the ladder. What about someone who might be at the other end, uh, approaching 50 and fancies a career in the Garda Shikona? Will they have exactly the same starting conditions as an 18-year-old recruit? Yes, it's the same conditions will apply and everybody starts on an even keel. So that's where we see a challenge in attracting people of a certain age with that, that life experience. But certainly there is equality there and there's no preferential or... or um, um, you know, there's no better treatment for anyone. Everyone starts on an even keel, which is which is something that the association w- would actually welcome because we don't want anyone leapfrogging across our members who have experience of put in the hard years. Yeah, uh, but the whole idea was to get people with more life experience into the force, wasn't it? It was indeed, yes. Yeah. So I think the financial the financial uh, conditions that you alluded to there will not uh, attract people who are uh, of a certain age unless they're either... Um, prepared to take a very large drop in salary or have the means to, mm-hmm. to subsidise it. But certainly uh, most people in their 50s who have or in their 40s of commitments would, would struggle to survive on 305 a week for 32 weeks and then start at 35,000 salary. I, yeah. I don't think that's attractive. Now, uh, some of them might already have experience and might even have a, a, a accrued some pension rights. For example, if you're in the Defence Forces. Yes, Defence Forces, public servants, uh, you know, teachers, nurses, uh, I'm not sure about nurses, but uh, people that are teachers of that can carry service across. It's very intricate, the, the legislation around pensions. But yeah, some of them will carry their benefits, but no salary benefits. They will all start on the bottom scale, on the first increment of the pay scale. Now, people with 
uh, educational qualification like degrees may be qualified for accelerated recruit or accrual of increments on the pay scale but they will start on on, on the bottom scale which is in around 35,000. Now uh, nationality requirements uh, that people have to be either a a member of uh, a European Union state or uh, part of the United Kingdom and uh, Northern Ireland or the Swiss Confederation um, but you could also be a refugee or a family member of such a person in relation to whom a refugee declaration is in force and continues to be in force for the entire duration of the Garda selection and admission process. Now, obviously, people who come with, um, you know, English, I think, is probably a prerequisite. Um, English plus another language. Often that was just Irish for uh, Irish-born recruits. But obviously, we do need Garda Shiokon on the front line who speak different languages. So those kind of people would really enhance the force. Yes, I mean, we have a very diverse uh, society and a very diverse culture. And Garda Shiokon needs to be able to provide a service and be reflective of the society service. So certainly people of of all different um, creeds and ethnic backgrounds and diverse, diversity are very welcome and indeed embraced. And, and that's something that we look forward to is uh, seeing a more representative uh, service for the for the public that rely on us so certainly we uh, it is it is it's certainly a progressive it's a progressive step to see that change yeah and uh, the education requirements i mean if to translate it into purely irish terms uh, you've got to have an irish leaving search with a grade d3 uh, or a minimum of uh, 06 in five subjects at ordinary level in other words you don't have to be mr brains or mrs brains to get into the guards no, the academic the academic requirements are not particularly high, but it is a, it is a degree course and uh, it's it's accredited to the University of Limerick. So that's another plus for people who are considering mm-hmm. career that they at the finish of the training will actually have a, a a degree in applied policing. So that is another attractive yeah. element of the job. But and again, then there are international equivalents which will will also be accepted. Yes. So it's 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 very much a kind of a common sense attitude. Someone that has reached a, a reasonable standard of second level education and shown a proficiency in, in the basic and um, the basic skills that are required to be a police officer will will be welcomed into the organisation. Mm. Now, uh, the 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 way you're talking about it, people are leaving the force earlier than uh, they might. Uh, meantime, the Garda Commissioner today is launching this uh, programme to attract people. So can you tell us any reasons why people might join? I mean, you've been saying why they shouldn't join or wouldn't join, but what about reasons they might join? Well, I suppose the thing about, the thing about policing as a career choice is that, I suppose, it, there's a great variety in it. Um, it, it no, no two days are, are, are the same. You meet people for every different background. It's, it's very, it gives you an insight into how society functions and you meet everybody. There's also that element of, of, of a buzz and adrenaline, maybe that, you know, there's a bit of excitement. Um, so that might attract people. And then there's a huge variety. I mean, you can join in guards as a, as a recruit. You can join, you know, you can go into roads policing. You can, you know, ride a high-powered motorcycle, you can be in the air support unit, you can fly in a helicopter, you know, you can get involved in crime scene investigation, you can get involved in fraud. There's a lot of opportunities within the organisation, so it, it certainly provides a lot of opportunities. And then there's also the promotional prospects if people choose that career. So there's both lateral and upward movement available to people. So certainly, great variety. I mean, I certainly would say I've enjoyed my own career and much as I'm on the radio giving out about different aspects of the job, I, I certainly have enjoyed my time. But unfortunately, a lot of the members I represent wouldn't have that experience and are saying that 
in recent years they've seen a change and it's not as positive as it was. Yeah. Would would um, younger people be a bit miffed if older people who come in at the same level as they do, but because of their maturity, their life experience, they get promoted more quickly? Yes, that's a, that's that's an issue that we have grappled with and we see direct entry in other jurisdictions and people would feel, as I say, if you've done the hard lifting uh, in, a, in a tough station and you put in the years and you see someone come in from outside because the principle of seniority is something we always hold dear in the organisation. So that would cause difficulties. Um, so I just I can't really say how, but just people feel that, you know, you, you earn your stripes, as they say, and, and you put in the hard years. So certainly we should all start in an even keel. And then people who are on the, I suppose one of the grievances a lot of people have is access to training. So stuff like driving courses, we've members with 10, 15 years service. The only course they really want is a driving course. It, it's there to provide them. It allows them to provide a better service to the public and they can't access it. So certainly we wouldn't want to see people coming in and, and getting access to stuff that, that existing personnel are, are crying out for. I'll read you some of the texts coming in. Uh, the Gardaí do the fitness test once. That's it. Then eat all the donuts you want while stamping passports. That's a cynical view, perhaps, but it's true, isn't it? There's not an ongoing assessment of fitness. There isn't an ongoing assessment uh, of fitness. So is, that, is that not a nonsense? That someone can come in lean as a whippet, fit, going to the gym every week, and then they get the job and just slobber away. Well, I think, in fairness, that's a very... Uh, it's, it's, it's a derogatory way to describe my No, but you know what? I'm not... Oh, no, I'm not describing yeah, no, all your colleagues your te- your by any means. Like. I'm saying it's possible to go down that road because your fitness is not kept under review. Well, that, look, that's an issue for the authorities and for management, and they ha- haven't brought that in. And we, as an association, of course, would would, would be resistant to member putting additional requirements. Why? On Why would you be resistant as an association to keeping yourselves trim and fit? Well, because like it's it's some people can find it, it a challenging lifestyle, and shift work is unhealthy. But what we would say is rather than putting those. Uh, requirements of people is put the support in place educate people train and put facilities in place that members have access to gyms you know better better access to cooking facilities so they can prepare meals rather than having to buy processed uh, takeout meals late at night and uh, you know government policy is to promote healthy living and healthy eating and certainly there is an ethos of that within the guards but certain individuals may have their own personal struggles and I think they shouldn't be be, be subject to, to commentary such as that Another one uh, the Garda Shikana have fallen at the first fence experience has to count for something uh, expecting someone in their 40s with a family to start off at 35 grand a year is a laugh uh, I'd read the second one that's related to that. The public sector protectionist idea whereby regardless of how qualified you are, you start at the bottom of the scale. It's such a typical trade union approach to talent and a meritocracy. Why would any talent work for an organisation that rewards those that last longer rather than those that work better? That's from Mike. You look, Pat, that's, that's, that's a very valid opinion to have it unfortunately my job as president of the Garda representative association is to represent the interests of my members and I'm articulating how my members feel who have done the hard lifting and put in the years and uh, I'm sorry if people find, have a contrary opinion but yeah, I make no apologies for representing my members yeah. I mean there, there I were, was criticism before that it wasn't who you uh, what you knew but who you knew in the Garda that got you pushed up the ladder that uh, you know people uh, had the old pals thing and you'd like to hope that that was gone and that people were, you know, they got their increments based on time served, but that promotion was achieved through ability. Yes, well, I think the the, the, the promotion scheme, certainly from Garda Sergeant, has changed in recent years. And uh, a lot of that 
subjective element has been taken out of it. So we have seen a bit of progress in that nature. But I mean, we, you know, to talk about the organisation and the filling of positions, we just see that over the weekend it has emerged that nobody uh, has come forward that's suitable for 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 appointment to the deputy commissioner's position. But again, that's kind of reflective of the organisation and where it is, and maybe you know problems that exist. So. I don't have all the answers, yeah. but I can just tell you the problems from my members' perspective. Another one says, is Brendan encouraging people to join the Guards or leave the Guards? That's from Tom. Hey, I'm not encouraging... Well, I would I would hope to encourage people to join. I'm not encouraging anyone to leave. I'm merely articulating and explaining the perspective of the members I represent and their experience within the organisation. It's a fact that we have unprecedented people leaving. And we would say the, the tagline for management is it's job worth doing. I would say... If, if it's a job worth doing, it's worth supporting the people who are doing it already and, and, and stopping them leaving. And we think more can be done on that one. Yeah. Another one says, the guards paying a 50-year-old the same as an 18-year-old for equity st- sakes is just silly. Payment should be based on what people can offer and what can be afforded. I never understood the socialist attitude in the public sector. That's from Ted in Dungarvan. Experienced guard they have left in droves. There's no incentive for them to stay on. I'm a retired guard, but still very active, and I work full-time. While serving, I was a full-time radio control room operator, and several years when the AGS were recruiting, crying out for operators, I applied, but uh, nothing more. Incentivize senior members to stay is the advice uh, from that person. On guard the recruitment, the examiner last week uh, had a naval service recruit earning 39,000 per, Adam, uh, per annum. A guard the recruit earns, uh, uh, what, 305 by 32 weeks, which is 9,760. It's disgraceful. No wonder the numbers are low. That's in the training uh, uh, process. Uh, just to go on to something that's positive, if you joined late, um, when do you have to leave? I mean, if you joined at 49... Do you have to leave at 65? No, it's at 60. 60 is currently the, the mandatory retirement age. So, so you have um, 10 years to build up a bit of a pension. 10 years to build up. Well, look, the pension is, is the major issue and the, the pension entitlements have been diminished since 2013 and we would see that as a huge factor that's, that's driving the failure to retain people who are recruited post-2013. So the GRA are very focused on trying to achieve something on that front. But it's a standard public service pension, which is not attractive. So traditionally, policing has always been a difficult job. But I suppose one of the pluses was you look forward to a, a quite a, a healthy pension, and that's no longer a case. So we believe that's a key piece in the retention argument. Yeah, but if you put in the years, you get a very good pension, don't you? Uh, well, there's, there's three categories of people... If you, no, if you put in if you put in the years, the, the current recruits who put in, if they put in their full uh, up to thirty five year service, will have a very very meager pension. I think it's in the mid teens is the best they can hope for. So uh, certainly, it's not like the old pensions where guards could retire and get a half salary and and, and, and a significant. Um, Gratuity. Uh, gratuity. Uh, we're witnessing the dropping of standards to become a Garda in Ireland. In Britain, they've accepted people with past criminal convictions, according to one texter. Up to the year you finish in the army, you have to do a fitness test. It's age-adjusted, but you have to do it regardless of rank or age. The Garda and the unions, as usual, doing their best to protect the lowest common denominator by avoiding doing ongoing fitness tests. Imagine a police force blocking the annual fitness assessment of its members. Brenton. 
Pat, uh, all I can say is I, I'm guided by the policies adopted by my own executive and, and, and our mm-hmm. uh, Delegate Conference, and uh, we, we are so yeah. far, we, we would be against it. But we're, we're all in favour of supporting and encouraging our members and providing uh, better education mm-hmm. and, and better facilities for them to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Definitely, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're very pro-healthy lifestyle. I suspect, lifestyle. Though, listening to you, Brendan, that irrespective of what your members' policy might be, that you yourself favour keeping fit. Um, well... <laughs> Look, Pat, I, I, I think it's just it's incumbent on everybody to look after their, their well-being and their wellness. And, and the guards puts a particular challenge on you, both physically and uh, mentally and emotionally. So it's it's important for all our members to, to focus on their well-being and all something right. we would definitely actively well, support. Well, it, it, it can be, as you already pointed out, uh, quite an exciting life. Lots of opportunities to do different things. And there may be those uh, who are, you know, already well started in a different career who may be attracted to this if they can afford to make the change. Uh, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us. Brendan O'Connor, President of the GO. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.